Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. So Dave's probably on, but I just want to pray for him. Um, I'll be standing right in the way. Dave, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, um, I want to pray the blessing of God on you now for the technology that you're fiddling with, um, for you to know the words that you uh, have to speak. And I want to pray that as you speak, you would clearly um, just um, explain to us and uh, convey to us what it is on God's heart. God's heart for us as we're in our different homes around the country uh, around the world, Lord, I want to pray that you would speak into people's hearts through what Dave has now to bring. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Sarah, am I on? Can everybody hear me? Fabulous. Fabulous. Oh, I'm just going to pray first for, for all of you, because you're going to need it. Because <laughs> God's going to meet you. I hope and I pray, but I know God is going to meet you with his love uh, this morning. So let's just pray. Father, just come by your spirit, by your wonderful joy. Come and meet with us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Unlike Pamela, I put my pride aside some years ago, uh, and so I have to use my glasses. Uh, I'm going to speak today from... Isaiah 58. Uh, I have been wrestling with this for quite some weeks uh, in preparation to to speak. Uh, I I feel that there is a prophetic edge to this, but I want you to also perhaps look at this in a Bible study way. I haven't got enough time to deal with that at all, the depth that I think there is in this passage, but I want you to understand uh, exactly what, uh, what can be drawn out from this passage. So I think um, Isaiah 58, it starts off with words that are spoken to really the world that we are living in, and then I believe the second part of it is actually speaking to us. So let's just read it. It's entitled in the NIV, uh, True Fasting, and I don't think that conveys it properly. In the the New Living Translation, it's translated true and false worship, and you'll see why I think it's a better understanding. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell the people of Israel of their sins, yet their, their act so pious. They come to the temple every day and they seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending that they want me to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves and and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why, says God. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. 
even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is that what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fasting I want. And I would say you could put worship here. This is the kind of worship I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to all those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here and he will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your city. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance. I promise you to your your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. It's quite encouraging and quite hard at the same time, isn't it? We can, what it's saying is not to be self-righteous, not to be self-righteous about what we do, but to love God first. And that's what I want to convey to you this morning. When I was preparing this, I was struggling with it. How does it fit in? How do I make this accessible? What's the application? And God led me back to uh, Isaiah 52 and 53. I I don't think I'm actually going to have time to go through that because it's a very long passage. But I would encourage you, read through Isaiah 52 and 53. It's about the crucifixion. It is about what God did out of his love for us. And what God wants is that that is our motivation for helping the poor. Not just doing it out of a sense of, this is my ministry, this is what makes me feel good. God wants you to do this because you love people, because you love him. Now that is a struggle in itself because how do we 
conjure up that love. There's a, there's a song that I, uh, I really like. It's an extremely depressing song. It's a song by um, Bonnie Raitt. And it's about, I cannot, it, it's, it's about an un, uh, a love that is not requited. It's about a love that cannot be uh, worked up any longer. It's a dead love. But what we need to do is recover that love of Christ. So I've just got a picture this morning. You know when you, you see, uh, uh, you look out over the, 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 the landscape in, in this, this area and you, it's dark. And then you see the sun come up and the cloud starts to rise up. What is going to happen is that as we wait on God, as we seek his face, he will love us first and we will then be able to love him. It says in, in, in 1 John, I think, we only love God because he first loved us. Sarah, I don't know if you've got my, my music. Hold on. I've I've ruined it already. Oh, hold on. Uh, I'll probably just forget this. I I will just speak it. Oh, okay. I've got I've got to find it. Hold it. Just just talk amongst yourselves and Mary. But you can you can heckle as as much as usual. (laughs) So. Uh, where are we? When I first became a Christian, I, or before I became a Christian, there was absolutely no love of God, and I had certain priorities. But when I became a Christian, this is what happened. Cue the music, Sarah. <laughs> down from number one, the love of my career. At number three, straight in at number three, the love for people. At number two, it's a non-mover, but it's that love of family. But at number one, straight in, a new entry from nowhere, my love of Christ. That is it. You can switch the music off now. It probably sounded absolutely terrible. But I hope you got the point. That was how I came into the kingdom. Why? One day I didn't know God. I didn't love him at all. In fact, completely the opposite. The next day I was filled with a desire and a knowledge of him. And I loved him. And believe me, my attitude changed to people as well. I had a new love for people. How did that happen? Because God loved me first. And that is the only way it can happen. So, what I want to do now is uh, I want you just to wait on God and just receive his love. Because you cannot work up that love, can you? You have to receive his love first. You have to receive his love and then you can give out from there. And so then, 
we can, we can enter into the true worship of what God is calling us to. This is not a, a nice, easy word. If you look at Matthew 25, at the end of that chapter, it talks about, if you like, the final judgment. When do we, when do we see you? And it's all about when you fed me, when you fed the people who were oppressed, when you fed the, the, those who are in chains and set them free. That is when God will know. That is what God is calling us to. And at the moment, there is such a self-righteousness in our, in our nation. And what we need is justice. And that will come with the grace of God comes and floods this land again. And how will that happen? Through the church, through the love of God, through a move of God as he loves us first. And we then express that love to others. So, let's just, let's just take a moment. I'm sure God is going to speak to us as well. I haven't got any words of knowledge prepared because God hasn't spoken to me. But they are going to come. God is going to speak to people. So, Father, just, just wait on God. Let him love you first. You can't work it up. Let him come to you like that cloud. Let the sun, the warmth of the sun, warm up the cloud. And as you do that, then your worship will rise to him. So let's just do that now. So Lord, we just pray. Come. Come and touch us, Lord. Lord, come. Father, I pray it says in, in uh, Isaiah 53 that he, his wounds will set us free. They will be, the wounds that were on him will heal us. So we just pray for, for Angela's knee right now. Lord, we just pray for that healing now in Jesus' name. I pray for people who have got migraines, whose, whose, it affects your sight. God, come and touch those people. Touch their sights now in Jesus' name. Will you touch their, their brains, Lord, where there, is, where there are things that are causing that migraine? I pray, come, Lord, bring peace to those, to those minds, Lord. I pray for backs that are stiff. Someone who's been gardening, you've got a stiff back. God, come with your fire and set them free, bring relief to their spine. People who are suffering anxiety, Lord, will you bring your peace? Will they know your love, Lord? Will they, will they know the passion you have for them, Lord? Lord, I just pray, come. As we reach out, as we just say to, to you, we are available. We are open to you. That's all it takes just to say to God, I am available. I am open to hear from you. I want to make you the top of my pops and not a number three or number four or number five. Lord, I just pray, come and do that in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, where there are shackles of depression 
on people. They will be broken now in Jesus' name. I pray people who have struggled with with nosebleeds, sudden nosebleeds, I pray, Lord God, come and heal those nosebleeds in Jesus' name. I pray for people who need wisdom, Lord, in what to do in their careers, Lord. I pray, will you bless them, give them wisdom, give them an ability to see where you are leading them. But Lord, we just pray, come, bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's my application for you all this morning is, what I, I titled this, Allow the love, the loves of your life to be reordered by the gospel. Allow the loves of your life to be reordered by the gospel. Let the love of God change your priorities. Put him at number one. It's not always easy. As a pastoral point, it is not easy. Sometimes we keep having the love of God slipping down to number five, even number ten. But what God wants is for us to put that as the number one in our lives. Keep our eyes fixed on him. So, Lord, we thank you. Will you bless us, Lord? Will we see people set free, the hungry fed and the homeless sheltered? And may may salvation come to people in this, this area. In Jesus' name, amen. Looks like I've got a band around me. Or is Steve going to say something? Yeah, just, <clears throat> I just felt um, God um, prompt me about light and darkness. Um, you know, it says God is light. And when, when Paul was blind and in darkness, um, when, he, when Jesus met him on the road, it was like a blinding flash of light. And, <clears throat> and I just feel that for some, someone who is in a position where they feel in darkness, engulfed by darkness, that um, you need to know that darkness cannot withstand light. And, yes. and light, when you, when you turn a light on, if you go into a pitch black room, you turn a light on, darkness gone. Even if you only have a torch, darkness is gone. And I just, I just feel God would say to you, my light is, is, is powerful and can banish that darkness that's in your life right now.